there are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. soul to soul back on your radio as we sit in the afterglow of and such a warm welcome to all of our radio family I hope you had a wonderful wonderful yont of the three day job the full thing lots of food lots of Torah lots of opportunity to spend time together with family and your community what an inspiration what an amazing lift we got and I hope we're still kind of flying high on, on the effects of, of that of that Chag. But now we have a new partial, we have a new week to talk about things that are important to this week. And two of the main issues in this week's Pasha is first about the woman, the Isha Saita, a woman who is who's gone, whose wife has gone astray and seemingly committed treachery against her husband, and the man or woman who decides to take upon himself a a Nazarite vow of, of abstinence. And it's so fascinating. In the pre-Tzadik, the Rav Tzadik Akoyin, uh, from Lublin notices a very striking disparity with regards to the halachas, to the laws associated with Saita and Nazir in the Torah and their placement in the Mishnah and Gemara. In the Torah, the laws of Saita the wayward wife, precedes those of the Nazir. In contrast, in the Gemara, Meseches Nazir comes before Meseches Saita. And Rav Tzadik is of the opinion that an important moral lesson can be derived from the Torah sequence of Saita before Nazir. The Saita is a woman who is suspected of acting immorally outside of her marriage. A woman whose infidelity uh, kind of uh, 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 plummets to such a, a low level must have either drunk too much and, and while perhaps uh, in the state of inebriation lost her moral compass. A woman in control under, under normal conditions right, could never abase herself in such, in such a, a manner. Chazal at the beginning of, of Saita explain the, the juxtaposition of Nazir to Saita. He says, as a lesson, one who witnesses a Saita in her degradation should abstain from wine by becoming a Nazir. Under normal circumstances, witnessing the tragic consequences of intoxication should sufficiently compel a person to realize that he must stop if he's going to protect himself from falling into the, the, the abyss of, of spiritual and moral malaise, he must distance himself from, from, from wine. And uh, this obviously uh, not, doesn't apply only to, to wine, but this applies to any kind of intoxicating substance that impairs a person's cognitive ability. Rav Tzarek, however, kind of raises this idea with an even more important principle. It says, visiting the Beis HaMikdash was not, for most people, a daily occurrence. It would be unusual for an individual to witness the degradation of a Saita during one of those rare moments that brought him to the Beis HaMikdash. For such an unlikely event to occur at a time when he just happened to visit the Beis HaMikdash is clearly not a coincidence. This is absolutely a a hashkocha. It's a heavenly kind of manipulation in order to issue a wake-up call to to this person. He may unconsciously be concealing certain flaws in his own character that could lead to him unconsciously be, be, uh, be becoming a, 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 a spiritual and uh, moral you know, train wreck. 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu is conveying to him, do something quickly, take action right away. We cannot view any event in life as random. One who sees or experiences something out of the ordinary should not ignore it. Hashem is speaking to you. Hashem is attempting to wake him up from his kind of lethargy. And it's either now or, or very, very uh, often, this might be the last chance one has. This is what 1.9 High FM, the program, is soul to soul. There's so much more to talk about. Please stay with us. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Musha Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 Chai FM, Soul to Soul, back on your radio, Erev Shabbos, Kodesh, Pashas, Nasoi, Tav Shin Pei Beis, as we prepare for another amazing, amazing Shabbos, Baruch Hashem, Shech Yonah, Vekiyamana, Vekiyon, Azman, Zevi, Ben Zeche, to another week, to another Shabbos, we got this week through Chag Hashvuas, and I hope it was a beautiful and inspirational Chag for each one of you. One of the main uh, subjects dealt with in this week's Pasha even though it may not be the longest in terms of sukkim, it's only approximately six sukkim in the in the Torah. But is the concept of bruchas kainim, which we use here in Chutzlaret, here outside of Eretz Yisrael, to experience on on the Chag on on Shavuos, in some places in Eretz Yisrael, they actually get to duchen, or as it's called bruchas kainim, every single every single day. And uh, let's let's talk a little bit about the tremendous tremendous benefits of of Birchas You know, there's a Gemara in Sanhedrin towards the end, the Kufi Gimel, that says, "Tzadik ba la'olam," when a tzadik, a righteous person, comes to the world, "Tayva ba la'olam," all kinds of goodness comes to the world. Now, Rav Yosef Chaim, the Ben Yishchai, in his Sefer Ben Yoyada, has a slightly different text. He, he says there's a text that says in a tzaddik ba la'olam, toiv ba la'olam. Instead of ba'a, which is the feminine, when it says tzaddik comes to the world, so good comes, but the word is ba in, in the masculine. And he explains that someone who fulfills, someone who merits to fulfill all the taira from Aleph from the very beginning, at tough until the very, very end. So such a person is called a tzaddik. He's, he's completely consistent. He's completely regular in fulfilling every aspect of the Torah and therefore deserves that, that honorific of being called a tzaddik. And therefore, the, with all sort of 22 letters of the Torah, which... Uh, which he's done, he's done Aleph to top all 22 letters, so that uh, connects to the 22 letters that come from the Pesukim of Birchas Koenim. Now, if you look uh, at the Pesukim of the, there are, there are the three Pesukim that are Birchas Koenim, so we can deduce from there a name of Hashem that has in it 22, 22 letters. Uh, we know that the Birchus Kainim has 15 words in it, and it's actually doubled because each one is first called out by the Chazan and then repeated by the by the Kainim. So it's it's doubled. And he says that produces the word Toiv. Because Toiv is three letters, Tes, Vav, Beis. Tes, Vav is nine, six is 15. Beis times two. So therefore, Berchus Kainim produces the word Toiv. Right? And I, in other words, the, the Tzaddik who fulfills all the 22 letters of the Torah brings down for himself this name of Hashem that has in it uh, 22 letters that comes from the, the psukim of, of Berchus Kainim, which is Taif, which is Tesvav, 15 times times 2 
uh, uh, words. Now, and therefore, the, the Gemara brings a, a, a proof from this Pasuk that the Torah brings about Noyach, where it says, Ze Yinachameinu, this one, this, the reason why I gave him the name Noyach was, Ze Yinachameinu, this person is going to comfort us, Mimaseinu, from our deeds, Ume Itzavain Yodeinu, and from the sadness, the depression that we have brought about. Because, in fact, Chazal say that until Noyach, uh, there, there was no ability for people to be able to spread their their fingers. The whole palm of the hand was one entity. And after Noyach was was born, and uh, the involvement took place, that now fingers were able, each digit was an individual entity, and the hand could be spread. So now there are 15 portions to each, 15 sections, call it, to each hand, because each uh, a finger, right, uh, has three sections in it, right, except for the, except for the thumb, and those uh, 15 sections, so they are able now to be the, the receptacle for the 15 letters of Abrechus Kainim. In other words, that great goodness, that toiv, that comes to the world through Birchus Kainim, in the schus of the tzaddik who keeps the entire Torah, began from the time of Nayach. Then the, the hand stopped being one uh, entity and, and became into 15 different portions, right? That's now uh, the hand became something that was worthy to be able to, to bring down the tremendous hashpah, the tremendous outpouring of Abirchus Kainim, which was said, as you said, with these fifteen, with these fifteen uh, words, based on, on what Rabbi Yosef Chaim has has said to us, we can then say that when the Kainim, who are who are these uh, tzaddikim, and and are worthy to do so, they bring down the tremendous influence, they bring down this tremendous influence to all of us, then fine. But if they are unfortunately not worthy of being the conduits for that, for that bracha, then how are we going to get that bracha? Then we have to get them through other tzaddikim who then bring down the shefa to the, the kainim, <clears throat> as in fact the Rambam says, the Rambam says in the laws of, of Nasius Kapayim, it says that even someone who is known to be unfortunately a, a prominent uh, Avera doer is allowed to go up and, and do it. However, the, the Rambam does point out that if he's done certain very, very serious Averis, that if someone has done such Averis, he's not allowed to go to to uh, to Duchen. But someone who has done any other Avera that's not on that sort of red list, on, on that's not on that very, very serious list, is obligated to go up and and, and Duchen. Why? Because the Kayanim are the are the are the pipe, so to speak, are, are the conduit for for us to bring down that that uh, that brach. But the the tzaddik actually down you know, the tzaddik is one who sort of downloads the bracha, so to speak, from from Shemayim and and channels it through the kainim, who then bring the bracha to to uh, to us. The Gemara in Yuma tells us a story about a certain coin goddle that went out of the base of Mikdash. And everyone, we know that uh, on Mount Yom Kippur, when the coin goddle left base of Mikdash, the whole nation would, would, would follow them. And when the people saw the great sages, Shemai and Eftayon, coming, coming towards them, they left the coin goddle and they went to, to, to sort of flock to Shemai of Eftayon. And at the end, Shmaivan Atayan came to to the also themselves to take leave from the from the Kohen Gadol. So the Kohen Gadol said to them, 
says, uh, uh, he said the word, Yelchu Bnei Geirim Neshalom. You sons of converts, go, go in peace. So they said to him, why, why are you saying, why are you saying something like that? Why do you call us Bnei, Bnei Geirim? Right? Uh, someone, someone who's doing the, the actions of Aaron, Aaron Akain, right? They, that's the way you talk. So they gave him a bracha back. It says, "Al yelchu bnei Aaron l'shalom." That uh, if that's what you talk, then those who are the descendants of Aaron, they should not go in peace because they're not acting in the way that Aaron that Aaron uh, acts. We'll be back in a moment to flesh out the story and uh, give us a lot of insight into what Berchus Kainim is and how we need to revel in the privilege that we can be the recipients of that bracha at least a few times a year. This is 11.9 FM, Soul to Soul. We'll be back in a moment. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 FM. 101.9 Chai FM. This is Soul to Soul. Back on your radio. Erev Shabbos Kodesh Parshas Nosei Tavshin Pei Beis. We are talking about the great mitzvah of Birchas Kainim. And we're telling a story. The Gemara tells a story about a certain coin Godel. And we know the meaning was that our mighty Yom Kippur, after the coin Godel finished, his amazing, amazing avoider of representing the entire Jewish nation and achieving Kapara. For the entire Klai show. So after the Kohen Gadol finished his Avaida, the Minig was that Klai show, the Jewish nation would accompany the Kohen Gadol to his, to his house. And there was a big, big custom, if you could, to be able to be Zeche, to kiss the hand of, of the Kohen Gadol. Sometimes it's brought that the Kohen Gadol wouldn't get home for hours after Yom Kippur was, was over because so many people wanted to get the opportunity of greeting him and, and, and kissing his, his, his hand. In fact, in the Sefer Shevet Yehuda, he actually brings a depiction of, uh, of, uh, of, of the scene. And he brings, actually he says he has an old, old manuscript that he found in, in Rome where one of the servants of, of Titus uh, 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 described the scene that he saw on on Yom Kippur. And obviously he did this at the behest of the Romans because the Romans were very interested in building a, a base Mikdash or a house that looked exactly like the base Mikdash in, 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 uh, in Rome. And he says when the coin Godel left, the, the honor he received was unbelievable because all the people that were near Shalayim would pass in front of him. Most of them were carrying uh, 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 wax torches uh, out of, made out of white uh, uh, wax and they were all dressed in, in white clothes and all the windows along all the streets were, in, were, 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 were decorated and full of, uh, full of candles and the Kayanim, he says, uh, actually told me that many, many uh, uh, years the Kayan Godel didn't get home until midnight because there were so many people who were passing by and, 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 and they all wanted to, to have the opportunity to kiss his hand. And even though all of them were still fasting, they didn't want to go home until they actually had the chance to, to, to see uh, uh, the coin Godelant and to take him and, and to kiss his, his, uh, his, his hands. And this is actually uh, uh, alluded to very briefly in the actual Mishnah, where it says, Oisai, they would accompany him until, until, his, until his house. The Yom Tov And he made a big ha, a big Yom Tov for all of his friends and relatives to celebrate the fact that he had been able to successfully complete the, the, the Avoida. Now, the Gemara says that when this one Kohen Gadol met Shemaya Naftalion, Shemaya Naftalion were the two Gedolei Hador at that, at that time, 
So he spoke to them. And he said to them, He says, which Rashi explains, that you are people from other nations. In other words, it's, a, it's an expression to uh, uh, Gerim. You are the sons of, of, of Gerim. And as the Gemara brings down in, in Sanhedrin Salibov, that in fact, Shemaya and Avtalion were descendants of, of uh, Gemara says, that the descendants of Sisra, they learned Torah in Yushalayim. Sisra was the general of Aram, who, who caused so much trouble to the Jewish nation and was finally killed by, by Yael. And then it says, from the descendants of Sancherev, right, they taught Torah publicly. And who were they? Shemayin Avtayin. So Shemayin Avtayin were descendants of Sancherev, who, who uh, virtually captured the entire world except for, except for Yerushalayim. So, so, uh, uh, um, so when he said something like that, it was a double insult to them. You know, it was, n- n- not only are you descendants of Gainim, but you actually come many generations back from Sancherev, who wanted to destroy Yerushalayim and to destroy anything that, that, that was of, of Kedusha. And he was, he, was almost, he was implying, says, this is in contrast to, to me, says the Kohen Gadol, because I just came out of Mikodesh HaKadosh, I came from the holiest place, as opposed to you, who look where you stand from, well, look where you come from, you come from Sancherev, I come from the Kodesh HaKadosh. Shemayin Avtayin answer him, and they say, believe me, it's better to be who we are, sons of, of, foreign, of foreign nations, who follow the path of Aaron than to be like you, who's actually a actual descendant of Aaron, but who doesn't follow his path. And, and they were alluding to him that we know the meat of Aaron was, as, as, as the Chazal tell us, that Hillel Hazakein said that have a of shall Aaron be like the disciples of Aaron. Oyev Shalom, love peace. Roy Dave Shalom, chase after peace. Oyev Esabrios, love people who are Torah and bring them close to 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 Torah. Now, Ben Aaron, the son of Aaron, is not only one who actually is is merits to work in the uh, in the base of Mikdash, right? The Kain is a person who loves other people and tries to bring them close close to Torah. Your actions, say Shemayin of Talion to him, not only that you're not acting in, with, with peace and, 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 and brotherhood and love, on the contrary, you're trying to, to, to push people away from Torah with your insulting, with your insulting in remarks instead of trying to bring, bring us close. The Koshin Samagid in his Sefer Avedis Yisrael explains what does it mean, Avdu Uvda Da Aaron, that you're, you're, uh, you're not doing the job of, of, of Aaron, right? That, that uh, we know that Shemayin helped the Kohen Gadol to reach the, 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 proper, the proper level in order to be, to be uh, uh, Roy, in order to be able to, to go into Kodesh You can't just go into Kodesh You have to go an incredibly, incredibly high level. Shemayin Avtalion helped the Kohen Gondol reach that level where you'd be able to go into the Holy of Holies, into the Kodesh HaKadoshim, and to get out alive, right? And, and this is... Uh, uh, kind of along the same lines as our concept of a shliach tzibur, of the chazan who, who, who successfully represents the community who sends him and, so to speak, helps their tefillahs, helps their, their prayers to go up to Shemayim in, in the merit of the, uh, of, the, of, the, of the tzaddikim. So, too, that they were, so to speak, Shemayim at time because their merit helped him achieved the, the level that he could go into the Kodesh it was as if they were with him in, in, in the Kodesh in the Kodesh HaKodesh 
and 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 this this uh, this uh, not only wasn't he grateful for for the help, but what's he being so arrogant about? I come from the Kodesh You come from from San Cherev. and he says uh, we can explain it perhaps using the words of the Majitza Magid, who says, you know, the famous Gemara in Brochas of Rabbi Yishmol Ben Elisha. Who went into to bring the Keteris, the Fnaiv, the Fnim, into the Kodesh Hakadoshim, and he saw a Kasriya, Kashem Tzvokas, he saw some, some manifestation of the Abishta, and it said to Yeshua, he says, Yishmal Beni Borcheni, Yishmal, my son, bench me, give me a bracha. And Rabbi Shmuel, even though he himself was the 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 godel of 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 the of the of the Chachamim, it wasn't in, only in his own zechus that he was zeicher to this incredible incredible vision where he saw something of 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 Akalish Baruch Hu. It was through the 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 uh, the the great the the, the other Tanaim who were alive in his in his in his day and they. Help to elevate him and 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 raise his level of kedusha, as as Sadiq can do. That we know that that Sadiq can have the ability to take the tefillas of the shas, the tefillas of the of the chazan, with their kedusha and elevate them to 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 Shemayim. and and through their tzchus, he was zayicha to everything that he that he that he uh, that he merited. So, based on on what we've been saying. So we could we could perhaps say that most likely the Koyin who was this Koyin that we're talking about in the time of Shemai and Avtayan, in the time of the second of the second base of Mikdash, right, probably wasn't himself such a great a great person. We know that in fact in the second base of Mikdash they went through hundreds of Koyinim Gedolim. Some of them only lasted one year until one Yom Kippur. Most of them didn't manage to get out of the Kodesh HaKadoshim alive. So most likely, what gave this coin Gadol the ability to survive the experience of going into the Kodesh HaKadoshim? How was he able to, to go in and go out safely? It was certainly through the Zuchus of Shemaya and of Tayan, that they were at that point, the the, the G'doli Hador. And, and they elevated and they carried this coin Godel and they carried him to the level that he could that he could survive. And therefore, that was their answer to this coin Godel. Don't be so arrogant. Don't don't think you're you're so great. Also don't think that you're greater than uh, us. Because they, Shrine of Talion, they were following the practices of Aaron right? Where, where the main avoid of a person is to Oyev Shalom, to, to raise everyone's level. They were doing that, and, and that's what actually helped him. And, and uh, don't, don't, uh, he shouldn't take the greatness for, for himself. Based on what we've been saying, based on what the Benishchai said, this whole lesson applies not only. On, on Yom Kippur, but every single time there's a concept of Birchas Kainim, where the, where the Kainim bench us, it's, it's the, the Tzadikim that bring down the, the great Shefa, the great outpouring of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's kindness to this, to this world. And the, 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 the Tzadik then does a transfer. How does it make it? How does it make it actual for us? How does it actually filter down to each one of us? It's transferred to the Kayanim and they bring it to all of, to all of, of Klaisa. And therefore we can understand what it says in, in the, uh, Ma'or Vashemesh that Yaakov Avinu gave over to his son Yosef the name of Akarish Baruchu that had 22 letters, and, and that is uh, found in the Birchas, in the Birchas Koinim, and especially the, the name, Kasainis, Pasim, whatever that means, which is the, the ability for a person to uh, uh, ach- achieve tremendous, tremendous chain and, and tremendous prote- pr- protection. And therefore, Baruch, uh, uh, sorry, and therefore Yaakov Avinu made 
for Yosef, this Kesainus Pasim, with the absolute intention, knowing exactly what he would go through, using the, the, what, what, what he would need to be able to be protected and be able to survive his, his experiences. And the truth is, uh, why didn't Yaakov Avinu actually teach this name to Shevet Levi? Because they are the ones who actually uh, uh, give over the Birchas Kainim. But we're saying it, it makes sense because the, the bracha comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu via the great tzaddikim. They download the Kedusha to this world, transfer it to the Kainim, and therefore Yaakov, in fact, revealed the secret to Yosef HaTzadik that he should bring the Shefa down and, and give it to the, to the, to the, to the Kainim. It's brought in the name of the Chidah in his Sefer Pesach Enayim, quoting actually the Shach on, on, on the Torah. Why is it in fact that the Kayanim were chosen to, to bench, to give the bracha to, to Am Yisrael? So he says, when, when all of Kaiso together were commanded to take from the Mitzrayim, the klechesef, the silver things, and the golden things, and, and clothing. So all the B'nai Levi gathered together, and they universally decided they were not going to take anything. Because the whole heter, the whole allowance for Klai to take the wealth of the Mitzrayim was as payment, as salary for the work that they had done for 210 years and, and they hadn't been paid. And therefore the Egyptians owed them a huge amount of back pay on, on the hundreds of years that they had worked so hard for, for them and, and you know, multiplied by a number of people by the amount of hours that the sum, the sum was owed was, was prodigious. But since the Levium, we know, did not work, they were not enslaved they were able to live freely and sit and study Torah. So they, they, they decided, sort of unilaterally, to not take any of the, of the spoils of, of, of Mitzrayim, even though it was definitely mutter for them to, to do that because HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself, right, didn't, 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 make, didn't make any distinction and, and tell only certain shvatim. He gave it as a general command, so they certainly could have taken, but they decided not to. Right? Now, this incredible discipline and, and control when it came to, to, taking, to taking money, which is not a, very, not a very simple thing at all to do for a person to have access to as much money as he possibly wanted and to turn around and say, no, I'm not going to do it. That caused that HaKadosh Baruch Hu saw these Levim as being worthy of, of, of being able to bring down and pour the Hashpah of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, all the brachas on, on, on Klai so Not only then, but at safe Kaladaras until the end of time. And therefore the Kayanim were chosen to be the ones who would bench uh, uh, on a regular basis the, 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 the Jewish the Jewish nation. And therefore we can now perhaps explain a Gemara in Mesechas Megillah and Dafchazain, where the Gemara relates that Rav Huna once came, appeared before his Rebbe Rav with a a belt made out of uh, 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 grass, which kind of kept his clothing. Uh, he didn't have a belt. He was wearing just this grass thing in place of a, of a belt. So when Rav asked him, what's going on? Why, why are you wearing this? So Rav Huna answered that he, did, he didn't even have money to buy wine to make Kiddush. And therefore, he, he hucked, he, uh, he took his belt and he, uh, he he kind of pawned it, and and uh, and with that money, with the money I got, I bought wine for for Kiddush. So Rav gave him a bracha, yeah, Rava, right? May it be the will of Hakadosh Baruch Hu that you should become so wealthy that you'd be completely covered in in beautiful beautiful. Uh, 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 silk, silk clothing, and Rav's bracha was fulfilled. That when when uh, Rabba 
his son Rabba got married. So so it says there Ravuna Inish Kutzahabe that Ravuna was a very small, very small man and he was asleep on on a, on a bed and his daughters and his daughter in laws who didn't realize that he was actually in the bed, so they took off their clothing and they threw them on on his bed. On, until he got to the point that he was completely kind of submerged in these in these silk in these silk uh, clothing. In other words, the bracha of Rav was in fact fulfilled, and and Ravuna became so wealthy that he had he had uh, he, was, he was able to 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 acquire all these silk clothing for all of his daughters and 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 daughter-in-laws, and he actually ended up being covered in in those clothing. When Rav heard about this, he was very upset. And he said to Ravuna, how come when I gave you such a bracha, you didn't respond for chenomar? I mean, I could have gotten the bracha also. So in other words, so Rav was upset at Ravuna that he should have said chenomar. Why? Because Ravuna, when he actually pledged his belt in order to fulfill the mitzvah of, of Kiddush, of a wine, he proved that he had no desire at all for anything physical, for any, for any money, because he could have fulfilled his obligation of Kiddush on Friday night. We know you, if you don't have wine, you're allowed to use uh, bread for, 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 for Kiddush on a Friday night and uh, any kind of Chama in the day. And nevertheless... He gave away his very last money in order to do the mitzvah of Kiddush properly. And someone who has no desire for, for money who is able to completely vanquish, he merits that his brachas will always be fulfilled. And that's why Rav was, was upset. Why? When, when, when he gave the brach to Rav Huna, why Rav Huna didn't say, And that's the schust levim, the kind of have. To, to bench us because in Mitzrayim they displayed a total disregard for all the money that they could have had. And therefore they're the ones that are able to give us the, the, the bracha. May we be zaycha, whether we're kainim or not, to have this attitude of wanting to be the ones that can be mashpia, that can pour down to others, those in our family, those who we love, those we care about, those we don't even know about, to pour down on them bracha and bez Hashem, all of Klai Yisrael, should together have bracha and wealth and success and happiness and every kind of goodness. We'll be back in a moment. This is 101.9 Chai FM, Soul to Soul. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 Chai FM, this is Soul to Soul, back on your radio. Erev Shabbos, Kodesh, Pashas, Nosei, Tov, Shin, Pebe, still in the glow, in the afterglow of Chag HaShavuos. We're still in those first six days after after Chag HaShavuos. And I just hope it was a wonderful, wonderful, amazing experience for you. The, the experience of, of learning, of, of, of growing, of hearing some good shiurim, of, of wanting to commit ourselves to, to... And of course, the good food certainly didn't didn't hurt at all, though maybe if we had too much of it, it did hurt a little bit. But anyway, we're on to another beautiful, beautiful Shabbos. And as we always do at this time on the show, let's talk about the important details of what we need to know for this Shabbos. So this Shabbos is still the earliest of, of the year. So if you want to get Shabbos started at the earliest possible time, so you can light Shabbos candles in merely about an hour and a half at 4.17. You can already light your Shabbos candles and get everything started. We need a rest. We've had a week, you know. It's quite been quite a week, even though it only started on, on Tuesday, but it's been quite a compressed week. We're all looking forward to a beautiful, beautiful, restful Shabbos. So 417 beckons and says, right, let's get our Shabbos started as early as possible. Let's get those candles on. Let's get all the food that we need ready for Shabbos or cooked and on the hot tray or wherever it's going to be so that we can, we can dab them. You can say, I cover Shabbos. Of course, even better. 
let's go to shul and accept the Shabbos as part of the community and the single chadoidi together and daven to together the latest time for lighting Shabbos candles uh, this afternoon is at five minutes past five. Five o five is the latest time for for benching for benching licht, and um, yeah, that's to make sure that everything is organized before before that before that time. Uh, Shkia then is at five twenty three which is absolutely the latest time if you really uh, are in a serious situation where you certainly cannot get finished by, by 5.05, 5.23 is the absolute latest, but we have to regard Shabbos starting at 5.05 as being sacrosanct and absolutely do no work after that if you want to drive to shul. So then get there before 5.05, get there in time for, for Mincha, park your car wherever on the grounds of the shul and put the keys away and get into Shabbos, Shabbos mode. If you want to be able to daven Mayrev and not have to repeat the, the, the Krishma. So all you have to do is wait until 5.41. 5.41 is already night and you can say the Krishma and ah, then settle down. You have this beautiful, beautiful long night. It's not even that cold outside outside today and uh, you can sort of settle down with perhaps a nice fire and some good food and, and, and good company and please some Dibretaria and Zemiris and make it just a beautiful, beautiful and, and wonderful, wonderful uh, Shabbos, Shabbos night. Tomorrow, of course, is in Chutzlar's Shabbos Kodesh Pashas Nasai in Eretz Yisrael they're already laning Baleska but we're laning Pashas Nasai which of course is the longest Parsha of the year and the Shloss says that it's not for nothing it was particularly designated on the Shabbos after Shavuos we have such a desire for Torah after Shavuos I say fine so take the longest Parsha you'll manage you'll manage it there's some very very important discussions Nazir and and the the woman who's a, a saita and all the kabbalas of the nesiim, lots lots to talk about, lots to learn about, and of course the haftarah is from the book of Shaitim, where we read about the birth of uh, and the beginning of the of the career of of, of Shimshon, the Shimshon Hagiba, Shimshon who saved Klaisel from so many so many disasters, a very 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 fascinating character in in our in our uh, history. Uh, we start again once Shavuos come. We restart the saying of Pirkei Avos uh, again. So we're going to say Perik Aleph again tomorrow afternoon. And Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at 5.57, three minutes before six is already the end of, of Shabbos. Please take heart. This is the last time. Next week, I think it's already 5.58. We start moving already towards summer. Even if whether or not the weather uh, agrees with that or not, but that is the the, uh, the the reality. So it's another beautiful, beautiful Shabbos. We are talking at the moment about the laws of Shabbos, about the laws of the Shabbos meals. We've discussed the three meals of Shabbos, and we're actually up to discussing the concept of the Malava Malka, the meal that accompanies the Shabbos Queen away. Chazal say that it is a mitzvah to set one's table and sit down to a meal also on Motzei Shabbos, what's called the Suda of Melava Malka, accompanying the queen, in order to show honor and deference to the Shabbos as it's going, as it's leaving. It's Gemara in Shabbos stuff, Kufiotes, right? Just like a, a person when he has a very, very choshev and, and, and distinguished uh, a guest, someone who he loves very, very much, where it's, it's difficult for him to, to say goodbye, to separate himself, and, and he'll, he'll walk with him. Not just to the front door, he'll walk with him along the road quite, quite a distance until they have to, they have to part, part their way so they could spend a little bit more time together so that they could uh, you know, have another conversation, another, another hug together. So too, we have to conduct ourselves with, with, with the Shabbos. That even though it's already... Shabbos is over. It's definitely night, and it's and it's now already Moshe Shabbos. It's Sunday, but still, we 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 uh, continue to kind of enjoy and, we, and 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 to get to get spiritually uplifted by the kedusha of of, uh, of of Shabbos. Right on Shabbos, we know we merit a tremendous tremendous uh, input, additional inputs of 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 kedusha in every area 
of, of our of our lives, both in spirituality and in and in physicality. Right? We have extra davening. We have beautiful. We have beautiful uh, 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 meals. Right, and and the whole purpose is to 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 take and take with us the light and the beauty and the, and the, and this and the splendor of Shabbos to carry it with us into the into the weekday. And in fact, the the Arizal explains that by a person saying, you know, we say after Shmon Esrei on on Matzah Shabbos, we say the paragraph V Nayim, uh, chapter ninety one of of uh, of Tehillim. Right, uh, so that uh, we by doing that we allow ourselves to access that extra dimension of kedusha and of spirituality which we had with us all of Shabbos. We're allowed to take it with us, sort of pack it up in our kit bags and take it with us into the into the weekday, and and we we dive into our kaddish baruch Hu. That the noyam of Hashem, the pleasantness, the beauty of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, should should dwell on everything we do the whole the whole the whole week, and it's through the meal of the Malava Malka that we even are are able to take the kedusha and transfer the kedusha of the eating that we had on Shabbos to the eating of the whole week. And in fact, we have a a tradition in our hands that there is one bone in the body of, of a person, and it's called the luz. It's in the, it's in the very, very lower part of the back. And this bone doesn't have any, any benefit from anything that a person eats at all because it never even benefited from that which uh, Adam Orishan ate from the eights hadas. And therefore, even though unfortunately... Uh, death was decreed on, on on mankind. That bone never rots, never decomposes, and it's from that bone that Hakadosh Baruch will begin to reconstruct the person by Tchiasamesim. And the only sustenance this bone gets is from what we eat at at the Malava Malka on Amitzah Shabbos. And those who, who really want to do the mitzvah properly, they prepare for the uh, for the suddhas of Malka a special food that not just leftovers of, of Shabbos. And in fact, the Gemara says that uh, about uh, Rabbi Avo that they used to shecht every mitzvah Shabbos a calf just in honor of the suddha of, of Malka. And Rabbi Avo would eat from it, one of the kidneys. And when his son grew up, so his son asked him, why? Why do we have to shech a whole eagle on, on, on Matzah Shabbos? Why don't we just leave over from the, from the calf we shechted on Erev Shabbos, we'll leave over one, one kidney, and we'll use that for, for Mulan Malka. So they said, hey, that's a good idea. And they didn't shecht any more Moetzah Shabbos. They just kept over one of the kidneys from the meat of Erev, Erev Shabbos for the Moetzah Shabbos. And came along a lion and, and ate up the, the, the calf that was going to be used for Moetzah Shabbos. In other words, they didn't gain, they didn't gain anything by not, by not shechting the animal. And they bring this story in, in the Gemara in order to teach us that it's definitely fitting for us to go out of our way and to prepare some special food in honor of the Suda of, of, of La Malka and not just to have some leftovers from, from the Shabbos, from the Shabbos uh, uh, food. We'll be back in a moment. This is 1.9 Soul to Soul, and this is the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Musha Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, sold the soul back on your radio. Last few minutes of our show for this week, Erev Shabbos, Kodesh, Parshish, Nosso. We're talking about the laws of Milava Malka, the meal that we have after Shabbos. And it's so important to, to have a meal after Shabbos. Some of the laws that apply to this, to this meal, since the Sudas Malka, we said, 
is to bring down and allow us to continue to take with us the, the tremendous outpouring of, of godliness, of spirituality, of Shabbos, and take it with us into the weekday. So therefore, we should actually treat it as one of the meals of Shabbos, to put a tablecloth on the table and to set the table with nice dishes for the for the Suda. And it's it's appropriate not even to remove our Shabbos clothes until the after the we don't have to remove our Shabbos clothes right after Havdalah. I don't know why many people do that, right? Because in the same way as the meals of Shabbos are, are applied both to men and women uh, universally, so too the Mulam Malka also is for men and women. L'chatchila, certainly, one should try to have that Su'udah Mulam Malka over, over bread, as one does on the, on the three Shabbos meals. And one should have some, some, some cooked foods in honor of, of the Suda. If someone's not that hungry, so he should at least make an effort to eat a kezayis of bread with, with something, with something uh, else. If you don't want to eat bread, then you can be with having some mezainis or some other cooked or fried food. But at least to have some some uh, some fruit as as we spoke about by by Shalashudas also. One should certainly have some hot ideally one should have some uh, hot food and, and a hot drink at at uh, at the uh, Lamaka. Someone who doesn't have enough food for three meals and Malava Malka, so the mitzvah of the three meals of Shabbos would come would come first, and he'll fulfill La Malka with just one kezayis of of uh, of, uh, of bread. Certainly, once you try to eat the Malava Malka as close to Shabbos being over as possible. If you're not hungry, so then you should you can wait a while, but once you try to eat it. Uh, uh, before the end of the first third of the night. So that's about, it'll be about 10 o'clock once you try to have the Mlam Malka before, before 10, 10, 10 o'clock or certainly before mid midnight. And if you haven't eaten until Chatzais, so then you could eat Mlam Malka, continue to eat it the whole, the whole, uh, the whole night. Some say that someone uh, 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 continues having a long, long shalshudas and it continues into night. So they want to say that then he's exempt from having mulav malka. But, but uh, practically speaking, most have the minute that even someone who has a long shalshudas and it carries on into the uh, night, still he then makes a and we'll have Malka at some point later in the in the evening. So we've really completed the laws of the Surahs of Shabbos. Next, we'll deal with the laws of Havdalah, procedures after Shabbos is uh, is over. And in another couple of weeks, we'll actually be getting into the Malachas of, of Shabbos. But our time for today is over. So I'm just going to take the opportunity to wish every single one of our radio family a beautiful, beautiful, good benched, a holy, warm, warm Shabbos. And as we've spoken before, let's be those people that just have that good eye and try to pour down to others as much bracha and as much benefit and as much goodness as we as we uh, as we can. And please, God, we'll have this chus to sit together again next week and learn some Torah. In the meantime, to all of our radio family, a good Shabbos.